Thank you. Are you ready? Yes, Chair Sutton, members of the HPC and the public, we are now live for the March 23rd public hearing. Good evening and welcome to the March 23rd meeting of the Montgomery County Historic Preservation Commission. My name is Bob Sutton, I'm the chair. And I'd like to begin by asking our commission members to introduce themselves, please, and staff. Jeffrey Haynes. Christina Arado. Marcia Barnes. Karen Burdett. Julie Pelletier. Mark Clements. Laura Arthur. Rebecca Ballow, Historic Preservation Staff. Michael Kahn, Historic Preservation Staff. And Dan Brukert, Historic Preservation Staff. Thank you. I'd like to begin by um, reviewing projects and have the projects for tonight been duly advertised. Yes, they were advertised in the March 9th edition of the Washington Times. Thank you. I'd like to start with, um, with items that we believe can be expedited in review. And this will be item, we'll start with item number 1A at 17 Montgomery Avenue, Tacoma Park. Item 1B at 7200 Maple Avenue, Tacoma Park. Number 1C at 2 East Lenox Street, Chevy Chase. Case number 1D at 6403 Connecticut Avenue, Chevy Chase. Case number uh, 1E the NPS campus, and that is not National Park Service, <laughs> um, on Linden Lane in Silver Spring, case number 1E at 3944 Baltimore Street, Kensington, case number 1H at 7200 Carroll Avenue, Tacoma Park, case number 1I at 7317 Willow Avenue, Tacoma Park, Case number 1J at 7205 Spruce Avenue, Tacoma Park. Case number 1K at 27130 Ridge Road, Damascus. And case number 1M at 7818 Hampton Lane, Bethesda. Mr. Chair, hearing no objections, I move that we approve the following historic area work permits in accordance with the staff reports based upon the record before us and in consideration of the recommendations of the local advisory panels and including the conditions recommended by staff. Pop number 986199 at 17 Montgomery Avenue, Tacoma Park. Pop number 982698 at 7200 Maple Avenue, Tacoma Park. Pop number 981893 at 2 East Lenox Street, Chevy Chase. Pop number 983046 at 6403 Connecticut Avenue, Chevy Chase. Hop number 983791 and hop number 984396 at National Park Seminary Historic District on Linden Lane in Silver Spring. Hop number 897942, a revision at 3944 Baltimore Street, Kensington. Pop number 984279 at 7200 Carroll Avenue, Tacoma Park. 
Op number 984301 at 7317 Willow Avenue, Tacoma Park. Op number 9852185 at 27130 now, I would like to consider case number 1G at 7823 Overhill Road in Bethesda. Uh, Mr. Chair, I just wanted to uh, update the HPC that we received a, a, an update after the staff report was, was put out to the, um, to the commissioners to add one additional tree, which will be reflected on the final site plan. Um, so just, just so the permit is enforceable, the HPC needs to acknowledge this change in the plan and um, if you're on agreement, a motion to approve it under those conditions um, is warranted. Thank you. Madam Vice Chair, do you have a motion to that effect? Yes, uh, I'd like to make a motion for hop number 967939 revision at 7823 Overhill Road, Bethesda, that the revised uh, tree planting plan be uh, approved. Thank you. Do I have a second? This is Commissioner Radu. I second that motion. Commissioner Radu seconds the motion. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you very much. Now we have a case to hear, which is case number um, 1L at 15 West Lenox Street in Chevy Chase. Do we have a staff report? Uh, we do, Mr. Chair. Is is everybody been admitted to the meeting? Just before we get started. So, yes, yes I'm, I'm getting I'm getting nods. Um, so this is the staff report for the historic area work permit at 15 West Lenox Street in Chevy Chase Village. It was constructed circa 1913 and designated as a contributing resource to the historic district. And the standards of review for this are Chapter 24A, the Secretary of the Interior's Standards for Rehabilitation, and the Chevy Chase Village Historic District Design Guidelines. And actually, the, the image that you see crops off a large portion of, of the house, but this was uh, the original 1913 construction minus a wraparound porch, and it has been enlarged significantly since then. Uh, the applicant proposes to construct an addition over the non-historic east addition, extending uh, and, and extend the existing west addition towards the rear and making hardscape and landscape changes. The proposal will also demolish a non-historic outbuilding in the rear yard. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, this property was originally constructed as a three-bay craftsman-detailed center hall house, uh, and the building had nearly been doubled by 1927. So you see in the, um, the upper right is the original outline of the house with its wraparound porch. Uh, below, you see the 1927 Sanborn insurance map, which maintained the wraparound porch, um, but 
more than added more than 50% to the size. You'll also notice that um, lot seven to the west and lot five to the east were also assembled onto this property, uh, making it in effect a triple lot. Uh, by 1961, I'm not, uh, go ahead, sorry, Commissioner. I'm, not seeing, I'm just seeing the first page. There we go. Okay. Oh, are we at the second page, or, or does it say four in the in the lower right corner, Commissioner Peltier? We're now at the second page. We were at the first page when you were talking about the, the okay. lot and stuff. This says property history. All right. Uh, um, the 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 storms may be slowing things down from uh, being distributed out here. Uh, please let me know once once uh, slide number four shows up, and we'll we'll continue from there. Which has, should have two, two, two Sanborn fire insurance map images. Yeah. Okay. Great. Mm -hmm. um, so by 1961, the house had east and west additions. It's a, a pencil drawing below, uh, which is a little bit difficult to see. So uh, the next change comes in 2003. The previous house owners met with neighbors and with staff and developed a scheme for two larger side projecting two-story additions and a rear addition. Uh, over, over the course, the neighbors and the HPC recommended that the applicant reduce the size and mass of the addition at the first prelim. Uh, the additions to the east and the west were lowered to a single story and were slightly reduced in width. It also lost the chimney on the east, uh, uh, east wing. So in 2003, the property came in, again, for two preliminary consultations and then the hop to demolish the non-historic side additions and construct a much larger rear addition with extensions to the east and the west and make other hardscape and landscape changes. The HPC unanimously approved the proposal. Uh, the approval was appealed, and then the appeal was upheld by the Board of Appeals on a four to nothing vote. So real briefly, uh, these images are in the staff report and were submitted in the application. On the left, you'll see the existing view on the right is the proposed, uh, slide seven shows the proposed addition over the east or right um, non-historic addition. You see the ridge height is lower, but the materials and architectural details match the existing house, which is allowed under the guidelines, but would violate standard nine. Um, this is the, the right east elevation. You see the second story popped up from, from the existing one-story addition. You also see uh, a fenestration alteration from the decorative window to the rear of the addition. Uh, alterations are happening to the fenestration at the rear going, again, what you're seeing is all non-historic fabric. Um, so we're seeing several windows enlarged or altered. Uh, staff finds that you know under a very lenient scrutiny, these are all appropriate alterations. We're also seeing changes to the terrace, which again is a you know, was approved in 2003, so it's not a historic feature. And then slide 10 shows the left or west elevation, and you can see on the first floor, um, the applicant is proposing an extended an addition out the back, um, and again, make, make other alterations to the terrace. <coughs> Excuse me, and, and this is probably more for the record than for, for your own eyes, but what you see here is a, an existing and proposed landscape plan with uh, the additions and terrace changes shown, uh, the swimming pool is being moved slightly and um, the hot tub is being eliminated. There's some terracing going on in the rear yard and a, a new patio in the upper right corner. 
several trees are being removed and new plantings are proposed. There's also, you see uh, in the lower right corner, there is a, what's called an entry court or on the, uh, in front of the entrance to the house that has been removed from consideration and we'll touch on that in a second. So again, um, this is the, the surrounding block. You see the subject property in uh, the middle in the, in the north side of the lot. It says 2007 because that's when the tax map was last adjusted. Uh, there is a, a distance of 65, approximately 65 feet from the subject property to the property to the east and 53 feet from the subject property to the property in the west. Um, it is a large house with its additions, uh, but you'll also notice there are several large houses on there. Uh, again, this is a triple lot, and the proposal will not expand, uh, not expand on the existing building footprint. So just for those of you who weren't able to make a site visit, just familiarize yourself. On the left, it's the subject property. On the right, you see the left side of the house with the non-historic uh, West, West one-story addition, that will be extending out slightly and will be partially visible from the public right-of-way, which is why the review has to, a moderate scrutiny review has to happen. Um, the, the subject property is, is highly landscaped, which made taking photos of the um, east and west additions very challenging. Uh, on the right, you see the east addition, which the proposal is to add a second story onto it. And again, the left addition there. So uh, these are some of the neighboring houses on the north side of West Lenox, uh, some additional houses on the north side of West Lenox. And then uh, these three houses and these two houses are on the south side of West Lenox, just for, for additional context. So staff finds that the subject property has a contributing level of designation because of the house's loss of design integrity and staff finds that the proposed second story addition will not increase the footprint of the house. Staff finds the subject property is on a double lot and double lots can generally accommodate larger houses. And staff finds that the proposed second story addition um, needs to be reviewed under moderate scrutiny, um, either as a major addition or as a second story expansion. Uh, under a moderate scrutiny review, staff finds that the design of the addition will match the architectural details and materials of the existing historic house and while it increases the house's mass, staff finds it will not overwhelm the existing mass or scale of the surrounding houses. A staff finds the addition's lower ridge height helped to make the addition deferential to the historic house massings. Additionally, uh, the front wall plane uh, of the addition is set back 25 feet 10 inches from the historic front wall plane and is set back 67 feet 5 inches from the sidewalk. So it's set back some distance from the public right of way. Uh, additionally, staff finds that the um, front porch addition and rear extension on the, the west bump out will be visible from the public right of way and are reviewed under moderate scrutiny. Staff finds the design and size of the proposed porch and rear extension to the west addition are consistent with the existing house and surrounding district. And staff finds that the roof ridge is lower and the wall is inset and it'll minimize the visual impact of the rear extension. Um, the addition's are also uh, have materials that are consistent with the existing house. Um, staff finds that the proposed window and terrace changes at the rear will not be visible from the public right of way and are entitled to a very lenient review. And staff finds that these features are not historic and the proposed design is compatible with the historic house architecture. Um, 
Finally, many of the landscape architect cha uh, landscape changes are at the rear and are entitled to a lenient review. The proposal does identify five trees larger than six inches diameter breast height that will be removed. Uh, the landscape plan identified 16 additional trees planted on site as part of the proposed landscape plan, and staff recommended a condition for approval that the applicant submits a final landscape plan with tree species, location, and size. Uh, the applicant has already agreed to adhere to that condition, and staff found that the proposed entry court introduced too much pavement too close to the sidewalk and recommended that that feature be removed from the project as a condition for approval. Uh, again, the applicant has agreed to move that feature from the proposal and the final permit drawings will reflect that change. Uh, before we get into questions, we did receive some comments from the Chevy Chase LAP. Um, we'll just several, read from them here. Uh, it says, uh, most members of the LAP support this recommendation. The remaining LAP members support most of the recommendations but agree with the specific objections filed by two village residents to some proposed building alterations. Uh, the, uh, to summarize the, the objections, um, that the, the massing of the house was, or the massing of the proposed addition would impair the integrity and would provide a looming presence uh, that would impair the open park-like setting around it. Um, additionally, the, the applicant noted, or the, the LAP noted that the proposed second floor addition will result in creating more mass in a manner which is inconsistent with the historic nature of the home, um, and noted that the Board of Appeals approved a single-story addition uh, over numerous objection, and it did so by emphasizing that the one-story addition would not unduly harm the integrity of the house and its visual impact. Uh, staff just notes that the Board of Appeals was presented with a single-story uh, proposal, and that was what they ruled on. So uh, at this time, I'll take any questions for staff, and we can go from there. Any questions for, any questions for staff? I had one quick one. Can you reiterate the distance between the two-story addition and the, the, was it the neighbor's house or the property line? Was it 60-something? Sorry. Um, so uh, let's go back. Um, that one. Yeah. That one. Um, so from, from here to the east, um, it is approximately, I used our GIS system, so I didn't have full measurements, but it's approximately 65 feet from the east end of the projecting addition to the wall plane of the property to the east. And from the exterior edge of the west addition, it is approximately 53 feet to the house to the west. Uh, additionally, let me make sure I have my numbers straight. Um, so the addition front wall plane, the, the front wall plane of the addition is set back 25 feet, 10 inches from the front wall plane of the house. Um, and uh, the total setback from the sidewalk is 67 feet, five inches. And do you know how far the east wall of the two-story addition is from the property line? Uh, I don't have that detail. I could probably look it up in the drawings or the, um, the applicants can answer that question. No, oh, maybe it's in the drawings. Maybe I can find it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any additional questions for staff? Thank you. If not, I would invite the owner and the owner's representative to do a presentation. 
Um, you will have seven minutes uh, total. I don't know how many you wish to speak. And unfortunately, I apologize. I do not have your names um, in front of me. So if you could introduce yourselves before you speak um, for the record, I would appreciate that very much. And again, I apologize for not having your names. Um, so um, it's yours for seven minutes. Thank you. My name is Patrick Cook. I'm a principal with Thompson & Cook Architects, representing the owners of 15 West Lennox. Over the past several months, we've been working together with Richard Aarons Landscape Architects to design an addition and a cohesive garden to 15 West Lennox. We have worked on a number of historic properties in Chevy Chase Village, and we're sensitive to the importance of the park-like nature of this neighborhood. We have focused our addition and alteration work to areas of non-original, non-historic fabric. We have worked to incorporate feedback from historic preservation staff, and we believe the staff report is an excellent representation of the project history and our efforts to maintain the historic resource while adapting our program to this existing house. We're prepared to stand on the recommendation of the staff report, and further to that, we're prepared to accept and adapt our design to the two staff recommendations that's outlined on page one. Dan mentioned those early at the start of his presentation uh, as relates to landscape. I'm here today to answer any questions the board has and offer any clarifications the board may need. Thank you. Any, do the owners or anyone else have any um, comments you'd like to make? You have, um, or are you happy with? The... No, well, I'm fine. I'm fine to see the time to answer more questions. I, you know, I think, um, okay. I think the board, I mean, the staff did an excellent job of basically running through all of the case history. That was tremendous. Okay. Any questions for Mr. Cook? Is it? Mr. Cook. Yes. Any questions for Mr. Cook? Um, uh, uh, Commissioner Pelletier, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see your hand. I didn't I just see your want to ask my little... same question. I'm Electronic hand, drawing. sorry. Um, what is the, what is the distance from the, from the side, the east side of the two-story addition to the property line? That's one question. And then what, I can't really tell from the landscape plan, what kind of landscaping is going to go between the two-story addition and the property line? Is it tall trees? Is it low bushes? Like, can you talk about that side yard a little bit? I've got, um, I've got Richard Aarons here as well. And I think, Richard, would you be able to speak to that? Yeah, if, um, certainly. So I'm, I'm Richard Aarons. Um, so if we, if we could go back to, the, there was a site plan that showed uh, sort of edge conditions or some of the photographs. There's an existing uh, very extensive evergreen edge condition along uh, both both the east and the west sides of the property. And we're we're intending to keep the majority of that. And when I say the majority, we're only losing one of the cryptum areas at the far um, uh, northern part of, of the site. So the, there's a there's an extensive tall um, and, and pretty dense evergreen buffer. And I think I've got the distance off of the side is 30, 31 feet, seven inches um, from the property line um, to, to the side, um, side addition, which is okay. what it currently is. So at the approximate height of the trees over there, are they, is that what we're seeing in this photo on the right? Are it it the... is, yeah. They're, majority of the trees are cryptum areas, and, and they're pretty tall. Um, I don't have an exact number, but I'm guessing they're, that they're at least 30 feet tall, 
perhaps a bit more. Okay, thank you. And 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 and, and specifically at the addition uh, piece, it's layered. There, the backside that's right along the property line of the Cryptum areas, and then in front of that, on our side, um, uh, is a series of hollies. And we're intending to maintain all of that. Okay, thanks. Any questions, uh, further questions for um, property representative? I don't see any hands raised, so we will move on to the um, other testimony. Um, and if you could introduce yourselves as well, um, and you each will have three minutes. Um, that's not including questions, but you will have three minutes for your presentations. Um, and um, if you could, you, I will let you uh, decide who's going to start. And I believe there are three of you, but again, if you could introduce yourselves, I would, we'd appreciate it very much. Mr. Chair, we uh, have Susie Galman, Michael Galman, and Peter Wellington. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Chair, this is Susie and Michael Gelman. Would you like us to start? That would be fine. Thank Wonderful. you. So I really want to start by thanking the commissioners and the staff, not just for your attention to this project, but for all the work that you do. So my husband, Michael, and I have lived at 11 West Lenox Street, which is the property directly to the east. So thank you, Commissioner Pelletier, for your questions. Uh, we've lived there since August of 86, and we have raised our family there. Along with our neighbors on West Lenox Street, many of whom still live on the street, we were actively involved in the quest to achieve historic designation in the village. And we believe very strongly that historic designation and the work of the HBC are what preserve the unique qualities of the village. A, a pastoral setting with an abundance of trees, green spaces, and homes that are in keeping with the original character of Chevy Chase Village as a streetcar suburb. I won't touch on the entry court since that has been taken off the table. Appreciate staff's recommendation on that. However, we are very concerned about the recommendation to approve the second story addition, as well as an apparent below ground excavation to accommodate another addition if I am reading the plans correctly. In 2003, the HBC and the Board of Appeals approved a one story addition as has been noted in the staff report this was over numerous objections, and the point was made that this one-story addition was in keeping with the historic nature of the home or didn't interfere with that. The plans at the time to build a second-story addition, uh, or build a second story, excuse me, were withdrawn, and while I don't recall the exact history, my best recollection is that this happened after consultation with HBC staff. So. In 2003, it does seem that there was a consensus that two stories were not advisable, and nothing has changed since then to lead to a different conclusion now. We are very concerned about the massing that this proposed uh, expansion would create. I would note that this is already probably the largest home on the street and one of the largest in the village, and these additions are going to create a lot of mass, quite frankly. Uh, we are concerned that it will give 
the impression more of being a mega mansion or a hotel, which is not in keeping at all with the overall nature of the village. Um, we do note, um, I believe has been mentioned that the, by, certainly by the LAP that the rear addition is partially visible from the public right away and like the front should be subject to moderate scrutiny. Uh, as for the tree removal, we're very concerned about that as well. I believe uh, commissioners are aware that that is something that the Chevy Chase Village Tree Committee will need to weigh in on. Ms. Gelman, um, Ms. Gelman, I'm sorry, your your time, ahead, you're at your Definitely. time. Okay, I'll yeah, see. So if you could bring it quickly to a conclusion, I'd appreciate it. You okay, um, yeah, Mr. Gelman. I'm, I'm going to borrow his time. So okay. we, do, we do remain, so obviously trees should only be removed when absolutely necessary. They're, they're the lungs of our community and provide canopy and green space. Um, we remain concerned, quite frankly, about the gradual erosion of, his, of the historic nature of the village if expansions like this are allowed. So we ask you to view this application in the context of the overall plan for the village. Uh, historic designation has worked extremely well to preserve the unique character of the village, which we greatly appreciate, and that could be eroded by an incremental approach. So again, on behalf of my husband and myself, we thank you for your attention to our concerns. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, the next comment, please. And yes, again, introduce uh, Mike, yourself. Michael Gelman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Michael Gelman. Again, thank you. Uh, I will, I've been seated, uh, uh, I ceded some of my time to my wife, so I'll be very quick. Um, obviously, I concur with, uh, with the comments of my wife. Um, I have also spoken to Alan Fox, who has lived across the street for over 30 years, and he also has similar concerns. Um, I do have one question, though. Uh, there appears to be an underground, below-grade excavation on the east side of the addition. I've studied the plans, and I don't understand what that represents. Are they windows only, or is a door to the outside? The plans seem to contradict themselves, uh, and and we are really we are very concerned um, about the runoff. So that's that's basically all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, commissioners, for your time. You're very welcome. Next comment, please. If you can introduce yourself, Mr. Wellington. One moment, commissioners. Uh, oh, Mr. Wellington, are uh, you can you hear me? Yes, we can. And can you see me? No, sir, we, we uh, cannot. Okay. Hold but, on. Let me get let me get my camera. There you go. Can you see me? Yes, we can see you, sir. Okay. Mr. Wellington, thank you. And and as with the Gelmans, you will have three minutes. Okay. And sorry sorry about my technological uh, lack of advancement. I'm in my early 70s. Not at all. We've got you, uh, sir. Thanks. Uh, my wife, Meredith, and I have lived uh, at uh, 18 West Lenox uh, for almost 40 years. Uh, and we, along with the Gelmans, were instrumental in achieving a designation of the historic district. I was the draftsman for the Chevy Chase Village Historic Guidelines with input from uh, any and all village residents who wanted to weigh in on the subject. I was on the LAP for over 20 years. Uh, unfortunately, I had to uh, 
resigned for health reasons uh, a couple of years ago. And I participated in the 2003 process regarding the earlier expansion of 15 West Lenox. Um, I, I understand that uh, the uh, entry court has been withdrawn. I just would observe that uh, it, uh, it was 700 square feet of pavement uh, and our guidelines specifically say that paving in front yards should be discouraged. I think it showed a complete lack of understanding of what our district is about. And I think that the uh, second story addition on the east side shows a similar lack of understanding. Um, the, the, the fact that it was a single story and not a second story addition was significant in the 2003 approval regarding that addition. Uh, Two-story would not have been approved. Uh, it was withdrawn after consulting with uh, HTC staff and neighbors. And uh, do, do you all have the hard copy of the staff report or do we need to just go to the slides? Uh, I believe if you ask staff, they can present slides on the screen. All right. Okay, all right, so you don't have the hard copy. The uh, slide, uh, slide number seven uh, is similar to what appears on page eight of the report. And it shows uh, before and after uh, if this uh, hop were to be approved. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, and uh, I think you can see why we're concerned that the after looks like a hotel, not a historic house. And uh, obviously a hotel is completely inappropriate uh, for this district. Um, I also wanna mention a broader concern I have given my long history, no pun intended with this uh, district, uh, there's a progressive enlargement uh, here and throughout the district. Uh, the staff cites the uh, HPC 2003 approval of the one-story addition and then concludes on the report on page eight that the second-story addition is not out of proportion with the existing, and I emphasize existing house. Uh, so they're leveraging the previous uh, expansion to justify this expansion. And um, Mr. Wellington, if you could bring yes, your- uh, I will wrap it up. Uh, this, this approach will allow a series of ostensibly smaller additions to build up over time and overwhelm the district. And then that's all I have to say other than to thank you all for your service on the commission. I, I understand it's a pretty thankless job. <laughs> thank you. Are there any questions for either Mr. and Mrs. Gelman or Mr. Wellington? Thank you. If not, um, I would welcome a um, uh, uh, approval. A motion. A motion. There we go. <laughs> a motion. Mr. Chairman, um, this is Commissioner Barnes, and I raised my hand not to make a motion, but to ask 
unfortunately, I did. I understand we had something from the Chevy Chase uh, LAP, and I know that uh, staff member Buhert read from it, but I'm wondering, I seem not to have seen it today. And I'm wondering if before uh, we move forward, if that could be read again, please. Sure. Staff, do you have, uh, Mr. Bruker, do you have um, that handy? I, I do. So uh, for, this, for this specific case, the entirety of the LAP's comments, uh, they begin by identifying the work proposed, demolish a portion of the non-historic rear addition, construct a new rear addition and dormer, at a second story to a non-historic side addition, remove trees, perform construction associated grading, and alter window openings. <clears throat> Staff recommends approval of the propose, proposal with the exception of the proposed entry court. Most members of the LAP support this recommendation. The remaining LAP members support most of the recommendations, but agree with the specific objections filed by two village residents to some proposed building alterations. These objections read in part, and these are, these are quoted from uh, submissions from village residents. Uh, the staff report incorrectly recommends approval of the proposed second story addition on the east side of the house above the first story addition that was approved in 2003 over several objections. At that time, the Board of Appeals placed special emphasis on the fact that the addition was only a single story, which reduced the massing and visual impact on the historic home. Current hot proposal would violate the Chevy Chase Village guidelines by making the house a massive structure, by blurring the distinction between the historic house and the non-historic addition, and by impairing the integrity of the uh, of uh, and by impairing the integrity of the historic house. Uh, this would be contrary to the principles involved in moderate scrutiny, which must be applied to additions of this type. Uh, the looming presence of the massive structure would also impair the open park-like setting around it. It is noteworthy that the HPC staff has recognized that the proposed rear addition would in fact be partially visible from the public right-of-way. Therefore, it must also be subject to moderate scrutiny as its cumulative effect of massing should be grounds for disapproval. The proposed second floor addition will result in creating more mass in a manner which is inconsistent with the historic nature of the home. It is notable that in 2003, when the Board of Appeals approved a single-story addition over numerous objections, it did so by emphasizing that the one-story addition would not unduly harm the integrity of the home and its visual impact. The proposed second-story addition would have uh, the proposed second-story addition would have the opposite effect by creating unwanted mass and harming the historic character of the home. We would note that the HPC has recognized that the proposed rear addition is also partially visible from the public right-of-way, necessitating moderate scrutiny of both proposed additions. Uh, and, and that's the entirety of the remarks presented. Thank you. And the the initial portion said the major the members of the LAP the majority supported the application. There were some dissenters. So so the 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 language in the comments submitted said most of the LAP uh, most of the members of the LAP support this recommendation, and it says the remaining LAP members support most but agree with the specific uh, objections that I that I read below. Um, LAPs have significant autonomy to operate how, how they choose. Um, sometimes right. they operate by consensus, sometimes it's by vote. Uh, in, in this instance, we don't have a sense of, of, you know, 
what what most constitutes, but we know most is at least the majority no, of the, the members. I, I just wanted to confirm that most statement again. Thank you. Now do this we have a motion? This is Commissioner Burdett. I'd like to ask one question before we vote. Was the owner aware of this previous uh, uh, hop and discussion in 2003 and the appeal to it? I'm, is, I'm assuming this is not the same owner. I can answer. This is not the same owner. Uh, we were aware that this case, that this, that this house had been brought before in 2003, as we were aware that it dates, um, I think, originally to the 1913, and it was modified dramatically in 1927, and then again in 1960. Um, you know that. So we were very aware of that, and that the 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 area of our concern, the the second floor addition in the back, a full 25 feet back from the main house front facade, um, impacts none of the original historic fabric. Um, that was purposefully done. Um, we were very sensitive to um, making any of our addition work uh, pulled back away from the house. Now, the fact that it's the phrase looming has been used, I think, is a bit hyperbolic. This is 25 feet back from the front facade. Uh, we are not set up against our side yard setbacks. We're not right up against our rear yard setbacks. This is a large lot, and this is a large house, um, but there are many large lots and large houses in this neighborhood. Um, have you done, um, have any exonometrics been prepared or, you know, perspective drawings prepared for this project? We have them. They are not submitted into this record, but we certainly can produce them to show you. Yeah, I mean, the nature of a flat elevation um, while it's descriptive of the architectural elements of the house, does make the house front elevation appear to be all at one plane, when in fact at 25 feet back, this house undulates forward and backward. Thank you. Okay, we have a motion. This is Commissioner Radu. I would like to make a motion to approve this project as uh, as uh, <clears throat> presented in the staff with the conditions that uh, the staff noted. Thank you. Do I have a second? And the this is Commissioner let me, Clements, let, let me let me read into the record um, the um, the, 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 the hot number, which is nine eight four nine eight zero at 15 West Lenox Street in Chevy Chase. Okay, Commissioner Clemens. Uh, this is Commissioner Clemens, I second. Thank you. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Thank you, this project is approved unanimously. Thank you so much um, for the, to the owner and, and staff for, for preparing this project. And also thank you to the, to the residents um, we understand your objections um, and we appreciate your interest in this and um, we hope that you will continue to work with us on further projects. Now we will move on to preliminary consultations and the first one is 19 Montgomery Avenue Tacoma Park. Is there a staff presentation? 
Chair Sutton, this is Rebecca Ballow. I'm going to request that we pause the live feed to make sure that all of our applicants for the prelims that have been joining us during the regular session can, can be checked in. Can we actually take a like a three minute little pause? Because I'd like to go get a drink of water. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna adjourn or anything, just like a three minute pause. Thank you. Thank you.
Chair Sutton and members of the HPC, we are now back live. Thank you. We will now have the preliminary consultation on 19 Montgomery Avenue, Tacoma Park. Staff report. Uh, yes, thank you. As you said, this is a project at 19 Montgomery Avenue, Tacoma Park, an outstanding resource in the Tacoma Park Historic District. It's a bungalow style house, circa 1910s to 20s. The proposal is for a screen porch addition, after the fact basement window and door alterations, installation of steel handrails on each side of the front porch steps, and foundation reparging. And I will note that the after the fact parking pad in the front yard and front door replacement have been removed from the proposal. The applicable guidelines are Montgomery County Code Chapter 24A8, Tacoma Park Historic District guidelines, and the Secretary of the Interior's standards for rehabilitation. A little bit of background, in November 2021, staff was notified that unpermitted work had been completed at the subject property, and staff worked with the Department of Permitting Services to issue a stop work order and notice a violation, and the applicant was instructed to submit a HOP application for the unpermitted work. In December 2021, the applicant submitted a HOP for the unpermitted construction of a gravel parking pad at the front of the property, as well as work that had not yet commenced, including front door replacement and construction of a new screen porch at the rear. However, when staff visited the property, uh, we determined that additional unpermitted work had been completed and there were many discrepancies with the submitted architectural drawings. Additional unpermitted work discovered during the site visit included installation of new basement level windows on the front porch, installation of one new egress window with window well at the basement level on each side of the house, replacement of windows on the existing rear addition, enclosure of the attached rear garage, siding replacement on the existing rear addition, and infill one original window on the rear elevation. The applicant was notified that the application was incomplete, that the submitted architectural drawings needed, needed to be corrected, and or that the property should be returned to its previous condition. The following unpermitted work has since been remediated and or removed from the proposal. The unpermitted basement level windows on the front porch have been removed. The unpermitted gravel parking pad at the front of the property has been removed. The unpermitted installation of the new egress window with window well at the basement level on the right side of the historic house has been removed. And the proposal to replace the existing front door, which may be original, has been removed from the application at staff's suggestion. The applicant has since hired a new architect to correct the discrepancies in the application and staff would like to thank the architect for working with the applicant to remediate the incompatible unpermitted work items and for providing accurate architectural drawings that can be reviewed. Staff's findings, staff is generally supportive of the proposed work items that remain part of the current application, finding them consistent with the guidelines and standards number two, nine, and 10. The proposed alterations are generally compatible with the resource's original design, and the proposed new screen porch is sympathetic with the existing architectural character, massing, height, setback, and materials of the historic house per the guidelines. The proposed new screen porch is also in the preferred location at the rear of the historic house where it will be negligibly, negligibly visible from the public right of way at best. The windows and doors that are proposed to be replaced are at the basement level on the rear and secondary elevations where the commission typically exercises greater leniency in their review. The proposed rear fenestration alterations will not be visible from the public right of way. As stated in the guidelines, the design review emphasis will be restricted to changes that are at all visible from the public right of way irrespective of landscaping or vegetation. Likewise, the proposed left side fenestration alterations will be negligibly visible at best. 
due to the house's proximity to the left property line and an existing fence in that location. Regarding the original window to be infilled on the first floor of the rear elevation, staff finds that this alteration will not be visible from the public right of way and it will not significantly detract from the character of the property, even with its designation as an outstanding resource. Staff notes they would not have supported the following unpermitted work items, which have since been remediated or removed from the proposal. The new basement level windows on the front porch, while the commission typically exercises greater leniency for basement level fenestration alterations on secondary elevations, the windows in question were on the primary elevation where they were highly visible and they altered the original front porch, a significant character defining feature of the property. And also the parking pad at the front of the property, front parking pads are incompatible with the surrounding streetscape and with the historic district as a whole. So questions for the HPC tonight at this preliminary consultation. Uh, Steph asked that the commission concur and reiterate that the previously proposed basement level windows on the front porch and front parking pad are, and the front parking pad are incompatible with the subject property and surrounding streetscape. And are there any outstanding concerns with the current proposal? And with that, um, I would recommend that the applicant make any revisions based upon the HPC's comments and return with a hop. And I can take any questions you might have for me, but I do have several photos of the remediated work. This is when the parking pad was being removed. This is with the parking pad removed. And here we see the, the, the uh, window on the right side where it's been removed. So with that, I'll take any questions you have for me. Commissioner Burdett. Uh, yes, you, in your report, you state that staff was uh, informed of unpermitted work and a stop work order had been issued. Um, who found out about the unpermitted work? Was that DPS or was that uh, uh, someone in the community informing DPS or HP staff of the unpermitted work? I, uh, my understanding is that someone in the community told our supervisor, HP supervisor, and she told me and I told DPS. So, so was there any permit at all for this work? I mean, even if it hadn't become come before historic preservation, was there any construction <laughs> permit at all on this work at all? My understanding is that there were not any permits at all. Otherwise, oh. it probably would have been caught by DPS. I do, this is um, Rick Petullo. Um, I'm the architect brought in after the fact here. Um, I believe there was a building permit issued uh, for this. Uh, There's really gonna be just a, an interior renovation and um, they did a few, a few things that, that they thought um, would not be a problem because it was just, it was just sort of a door and a window. I think they, the uh, owners of this property are not, um, well, I know they're not native to this country. Um, and I think they're just unfamiliar with uh, these levels of uh, changes. Um, for some reason, I think they've they've had a few of these projects go through HBC, and for some reason, it's not sinking in what they what is 
what is what is and is not allowed. <laughs> but they yes. did have a goal. Again, for the it was just for, for interior no. work. Well, again, for the record, there was not a building permit. There had been an electrical permit. This is Rebecca Ballow. I'm sorry. There was an electrical oh. permit. However, in the entirety of the order the DPS posted, it was not just that there were violations of 24A. There was, there was additional unpermitted work that was commencing at this, at this property. And in terms of this property owner's savviness or not, you know, since, since the architect, Mr. Vitulo, brought that up, you know, the commissioners and the staff would note that we had dealings with over a year for this property owner about permitting issues at another property in the historic district. So not just 24A issues, but other issues with compliance with the building and trade codes. So you're saying there was only an electrical permit for this, for this work? Again, we're, we're a little out of order here so i would recommend to allow the commissioners to continue with their questions of the staff and then oh. if they have any specific questions i know they will direct them towards you as the applicant after the applicant's presentation okay uh, this is commissioner burdett thank you i will let the other commissioners um, speak now any other questions for staff Okay, thank you. Now we will turn it over to you, Mr. Bateau. I'm sorry, did someone else have a question? I just, I didn't see any other hands raised. I'm sorry, my, I thought I had done it with the computer. Um, this is for Michael Kine. I'm sorry, this is Commissioner Barnes. I'm sorry, this is Commissioner Barnes. This is a question for Michael Kine, just with this picture in front of us to help me understand, because I'm a little confused, the window that has been remediated or the windows that have been remediated, we have the two that are facing the street under the porch. The one under the porch on the right-hand side of the porch has remained, goes, is what, what's happening. And then there are two additional ground level windows. Uh, yes, so in this photo, can you see the, the hand cursor on the screen? I can, thank you, yes. So as you noted, the two front uh, windows on the front porch, mm -hmm. they have been remediated and those were uh, staff's primary concern. The window on the side right. here on the right, that is an existing, perhaps original window. And then at your first bump out here, uh, the window had been altered to be uh, to exceed grade and actually there was a window well there and it has been closed up and taken back to its original size. So so that window has been closed. Right. Or no, it's been it's been taken to its original size. This is the one that appeared in your photographs where I thought, how can this be an egress window when you have a pipe running across it? That's correct, yes. Okay. And then in this picture the window on the on the right has is remaining yes and that is also an existing or original window okay thank you so much yep any other questions for staff okay mr batulo you can you are now can do a presentation um is the is the owner uh present this evening <clears throat> The owner is not present. Okay. He asked me to 
um, make any kind of a presentation that needs to be done and to answer questions. Okay, well, uh, you have seven minutes. Oh my. Uh, or or not. <laughs> I, I've been, I was brought in basically after the stop work order was um, issued for this property. And uh, the uh, owners of this property asked me to help them uh, with the, uh, the HPC POP application. <clears throat> so I just prepared drawings, basically reacting to the staff comments from their last uh, go round with HPC. And, um, and that's all I did really. So, uh, and, um, and I did drawings to reflect that for the existing and proposed uh, work that was going to be allowed by HPC. So um, I'm really here to answer questions. I don't really have a presentation per se. Okay. I did change, there's one thing I did in the, in the back and is uh, I did a small design change on the screen porch, which I thought was not a really good design by any stretch. Um, and I also had to, they didn't, they also, their previous design for a screen porch actually uh, would have required a variance. So um, I had to get a, um, a new house location survey uh, done. And then from that, uh, we had to inset the, um, the screen porch three feet um, because the, the side of the house is four feet from the property line. So, um, so anyway, I just did, I just did a, a small change to the screen porch. It made it more transparent. It had vinyl panels in it or something previously. So that's all I did really. Okay. So I'm here to answer questions. Um, I believe um, Mr. Barnes had her hand up first. I did, and Mr. Vitullo, um, we're delighted that you have come to this project, uh, and I understand full well why the owner uh, chose not to come and see us this evening, yeah. which I think is a mistake. Yeah, I, I, I advised him very, to come. I thought you were very tactful as you tried to suggest that he perhaps was naive or unaware this is somebody who has been extremely cavalier mm. in his approach to renovating properties. And while I admire the entrepreneurial spirit, um, I absolutely abhor his cavalier attitude towards uh, a laws, a, a rules-based system. And um, I'm, I'm glad you're there to help him. And perhaps that means when he gets to his next project, He'll consult with you before he does things that run up the cost of his project because they have to be replaced or remediated. He's very fortunate that we didn't ask him to reinstall a slate roof on a previous project. Yeah. But it's just, um, uh, I mean, I just find his attitude appalling. And had he come this evening, I would have told him that directly. And I would suggest that you might try and convey to him the unhappiness of some of the commissioners. His attitude is appalling. His approach to this is horrible. And 
I personally feel that if there were a way of imposing fines, it should be done. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, I have told him that I, I mean, I'm doing this almost as a favor to the neighborhood <clears throat> um, and to get it through HPC so he does things that are, that are uh, acceptable to HPC. But I told him I'm not going to work with him anymore unless I can start from the beginning. And I have, I have grave doubts that he would go, he would, would hire me again. Because I made some, I made some recommendations on a project that I thought were extremely minor in terms of cost, <laughs> that were extremely major in terms of even the financial benefit to him and his partner to make the house more acceptable. I won't go into all the details, but they didn't even want to do that. I mean, it would have been hundreds of dollars, and yes, but, but they didn't even want to. They didn't even want to invest a few hundred dollars that I thought would gain them tens of thousands of dollars. And that's how that was their attitude. And I'm anyway. Yes. And and and, you know, he could have saved himself hundreds of dollars if he hadn't put in the windows that were inappropriate and hadn't put in his parking pad and a variety of other things. But as yeah. I say, he has no respect for the idea that there is a rules-based order for building in this country. Right. And as I say, I would I would be very grateful if you would uh, tell him directly that uh, the commissioners are really, or at least some commissioners, oh, yeah. are really very fed up. I think you could say all. <laughs> uh, Commissioner uh, Burke, did you have a question? Uh, yes. Um, I'm looking at the basement plan. Mm. And there are four bedrooms and no bath. And now with one window gone, there's, e there's not even egress out of one of the bedrooms, you know, secondary egress. And there's a mechanical room under the porch, which had two windows in it. And all, no, of, this, all of this makes me highly suspicious yeah. of all of this because I live in a neighborhood that 20 years ago um, had a lot of housing very similar to this, that the basements were subdivided up for single room apartments mm. with communal bathrooms. And, and yeah. it, you know, it took a long time and a lot of work by DPS to get those units out of those houses. Um, and then also a screen porch over all of this with extra windows again into a covered screen porch area. I, I, you know, agree with Commissioner Barnes. I, I've been so suspicious of this particular developer that um, at this point, I is the best thing he can do is to allow you to start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, because he's going to lose a lot of money and a lot of time with us, not to mention with DPS. And I could go on and on about everything else, but you know, we're so familiar with your work and the quality of it. Um, good luck with this one. Um, yeah. I, I concur with Commissioner Barnes completely. Um, Commissioner Nasser, I believe you had your hand up earlier. Did you have a question? 
I just want to clarify something. This is Commissioner Nasser. Um, on your the page four of your drawing, proposed right side elevation. Uh, I believe the window that was remediated is labeled as new egress. Is yeah. That, um, is that an egress or it was? No. Oh. Yeah, I I did notice that. I didn't. I don't know how that got through. So <laughs> that window should, that was that's, that's not an egress anymore. That's not. No, that's been that's been changed. It's back to its original window. That's that's mm -hmm. a mistake. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Any other questions? I got a, a question. So, uh, what is that room? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Commissioner uh, Pelletier. Uh, what is that room going to be? Can you hear I'm, me? I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, just a minute. Just a minute. Um, Commissioner Haynes had his hand raised. So, if you could hang on for a second, uh, Commissioner oh, Pelletier. Sorry. sorry. Um, th thank you. I, I actually had probably had the same question as Commissioner Pelletier. Um, if, if that window in question uh, goes back to its original, wasn't it a double hung window? Yeah. Oh, the one on the, the one on the right side? Yeah, the one that we were just talking uh, about. There's some kind of a some kind of an awning. Or even a fixed window. I don't know what it was. Well that certainly doesn't meet egress. So No, it can't be it can't be a bedroom anymore. He had it in the bedroom. Right. And and can you on the first floor um, bedroom one, can you egress through a screen porch? Is that permissible? Uh I mean I know it's open, but let's show the plan. Um and if that's an original double hung, it's likely that doesn't need egress either. Yeah. It has to be a huge double hung to me. There were, I mean, there were so many flaws in the design on on all levels. I mean, plan elevation. It was, it was, it was actually. Well, I, I just have to say it. It was the most idiotic layout I've ever I'd ever seen, um, in a house in a house uh, in a house renovation. I mean, the, originally he had he had the the screen porch even larger, and it had no access to the backyard, so it was a dead end screen porch um, that took up the entire rear of the house. And the only way he could get there was through a hallway that split between two bedrooms. It wasn't even off the public part of the house. Uh, right. So, and I told him, I said that this is this is kind of a ridiculous design why are you spending your money on on this renovation you could do uh even a modest addition in back totally reorient the plan and make it probably sell for two hundred thousand dollars more just to do that and he had no interest he had no interest in, in changing it so um, you know if he I, has a has a, a buyer for this property or is he going to occupy it himself you know I had a I had a, a, a older couple that wanted to move to Tacoma Park to be near their um, their their grandkids, and they and actually that's a, that's how I first heard about this. They called me because they wanted me to meet them over at this house because they wanted to buy it. And um, at the last minute, the morning of the of the supposed meeting, uh, they uh, uh, the owners the this developer 
called me and said uh, that the meeting's been canceled. And then I found out later, this couple called me later because they were looking at another house. They said, oh yeah, they uh, told me that um, they were gonna, uh, they were gonna renovate it and, and move in themselves. And I knew that wasn't true. I mean, I, I knew that wasn't true because now they're, they told me they're gonna sell it. So um, I almost can never get the story straight from, from them. So I, I'm almost reluctant to answer questions with any knowledge of what's going on here because I don't know if I even know the, the whole story. Thank you, I appreciate it. Commissioner Pelletier now. So that was my question. I just wanted to know what that bedroom three was gonna become when it didn't have any egress. Uh, yeah. But it sounds like, I, I guess my question is, is this all gonna get revised before it gets submitted for permit? I mean, you know, this doesn't even, it's not code compliant. I mean, you know, regardless yeah. of the HPC, yeah. are you are you on this project to get it to a code compliant state so it no. can go in for permit? No, I'm washing my hands with this after after this meeting. I mean, I'm not. It would okay. take too much. Take too much. I don't know. I'm just not interested. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just checking. I didn't know if. Yeah. Revisions were imminent, or no? Well, they, they should be, there. but I'm not. I'm not going to be involved. Okay. Mr. Burns. Okay. Anybody else? Mr. Um, yes, um, I think my question is for staff, um, and this is a preliminary consultation. I think I, I can speak for all of us that there would be no way that this would ever get past us to even come forward as a hop. So what do we do with this now? It's being... Uh, uh, in my opinion, it's, it should be, um, it shouldn't even be coming before us because it's not code compliant in, in the most minimal way, yeah. much less the architectural historic aspects of it. This is Rebecca Ballow. I'm sorry, Commissioner Burdick, can you please um, repeat the question? Um, I understand this is a preliminary consult and we are to provide our commentary, our comments related to the staff report and their concerns um, simply from the commissioner's comments. And I'll just say mine is this, this project is not compliant, code compliant period to even be submitted to anybody much less us. I, I, I don't think this project is at a state where it should be in front of us for any reason. Um, simply because the historic issues are just the, the basic wrapping around a very deeply flawed project. So what do we have? How is the best way for, for HPC to respond or well, to deal with this project. If I can, if I can jump in here, uh, Commissioner Burdett, this is this is uh, Chair Sutton. Um, I would like to not see another preliminary on this project. I would like to see if a hop comes in. I'd like to see us either approve it or deny it. And 
if it's if it doesn't meet our standards, we probably should deny it. But I do not want to see another preliminary because uh, I think we could go back and forth on 20 preliminaries and, and maybe still not get what we need. So that would be my thought. This is this is Commissioner Barnes, and you're so accurate. I I was looking at. Um, the previous project, which so many of us remember, and we saw it in July, September, and December of 2020, um, and we saw it again, I believe, sometime in 21, um, and we saw it first after a stop work order had been put in place. I don't know whether getting also input from the Tacoma Park folks makes sense, because it's my understanding that our remit is the exterior of the building, not the interior. That's and correct. How it might be used. Um, but I agree with you. If anything resembling what was here this evening comes back, uh, I I would find it very hard to approve it. Um, although there has been there has been some remediation. Mm -hmm. uh, but but there is a much larger concern, which is a safety, uh, a life and safety concern, which is what's proposed for the interior, which is beyond our remit, and I presume falls to DPS. Commissioner Radu. Uh, well, Commissioner Barnes actually <clears throat> pretty much made the comments I wanted to make about the uh, as not being um, responsible, let's say, for the what the interior will be. Um, and if they don't, um, I mean, we are approving only exterior changes, but um, but yes, the current the current proposal, um, I mean, if we if we, I'm looking just at the staff uh, report and the questions, we agree that you know those changes, the parking and everything, was correct. I mean, staff was correct to uh, request those things. And uh, we have the, for the second question, the big outstanding concern, I guess it's really the the code issues that, and that's not in our court, I think. Um, okay, do we have, I think we've had, everybody's had a chance to ask questions. I think we should start a deliberation. And like, any project of this nature where the work where work has been done on the project, we need to look at this building as if nothing has been done. In other words, um, we're we're not going to approve or disapprove what's been done at this point, but we want to look at it as if nothing has been done, and our recommendations should be based on that rather than what has been done. Does that make sense? only maybe makes sense to me, but um, so a recommendation should be should be looking at the house itself, I think more than looking at what's been done to it. So does anyone want to kick off um, with the, uh, the uh, deliberations on this on this uh, house? Commissioner this Barnes, you have your hand up. Oh, Commissioner, did you want uh, Commissioner Barnes, did you want to lead off? I'm I'm happy to do that, 
Um, this is an outstanding resource in the Tacoma Park District. And I would just note that most of the houses we see from Tacoma Park are considered contributing, not outstanding. So this is a little bit unusual. Um, I'm delighted to see that there's an effort to uh, clean it up and fix it up. Um, I am, however, concerned about uh, the fact that there clearly was, and I heard what you said, Mr. Chair, about as if no work had been done, but I, I feel that having seen the shoddy quality of some work that was already done, um, that causes me some concern about any future work to be done on the exterior of the building in order to maintain um, its integrity and have it continue as an outstanding resource. So what I have seen thus far causes me concern uh, because there seemed to have been uh, a lack of, of concern about, about the integrity of the building. Um, and were this to come back in the form of a hop, I would want to see uh, a more complete plan uh, for how things would be dealt with to preserve the integrity of the historic research resource. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Haynes. Thank you. Um, I share many of the thoughts of Commissioner Barnes. Um, given that this is an outstanding resource, I think attention needs to be paid to uh, the window type and style. Um, that that you know even looking at the the pictures right now there's a a really aesthetic difference between the original windows of the first floor and the basement level windows which are double hung but with no no uh, divided lights now, particularly on the back side um, the back elevation so so paying attention to the details of the original historic fabric is important and I think that's something that I would be looking for when they come back. Also, I would hope that uh, any addition off the back, the roof forms would be more sympathetic to the original building, the shed roof that's on the extension. Um, that in itself is maybe okay, but when you begin to add a, a screen porch to it or any other addition, um, I'm not sure a shed roof is an appropriate form and whether it's on the back of the house or not, uh, given the historic significance of this, uh, I would hope to see a roof form that better uh, integrates with the with the original house. So uh, uh, this is one where architectural detail is, in, is important to its success and um, I would certainly not approve it in the condition that it is uh, presented. Thank you. Any other comments? Well, I would like to say um, from the chair that I think um, it needs to be made very, very clear to the owner that um, we are not going to just approve it because he's made some of the changes. Uh, it needs to be, he needs to start as if, as if, as I said, nothing had happened. 
and um, he needs to realize we're not going to do another preliminary. Uh, if he comes to us again, it's going to be a hop, and it will either be approved or disapproved. So, uh, Mr. Vitello, I'm sorry that you have to do this. I'm sorry you're here on your own. But if you could send that to the owner, or if you'd prefer, we can send it from staff. Uh, we can send a, a note to staff with that. Um, and if staff would prefer, I could sign that too, saying it's coming from the commission. Because we've had some difficulty with this fellow in the past, and I don't really want to do that again. So thank you very much. Thank you for taking one for the team. And um, we appreciate your being here. Our next project is 8804 Old Georgetown Road in Bethesda. Is there a staff report? Yes, thank you. There is a staff report. And as you noted, this is at 8804 Old Georgetown Road, Bethesda. This is the master plan site, Bethesda Community Store, a circa 1924 commercial building. And the proposal is for comprehensive rehabilitation and structural stabilization. The applicable guidelines are Montgomery County Code, Chapter 24A8, and the Secretary of the Interior's Standards for Rehabilitation. And some background on this case, in January 2022, the applicants contacted staff regarding the structural instability of the historic building, which was discovered by the applicants during selective interior demolition, demolition work. The applicants provided a letter from KCE structural engineers evaluating the historic building and proposing a plan to address the structural issues. In February 2022, the commissioners and staff were invited to visit the site with the structural engineer and observe the historic building's condition and structural issues. Subsequently, the commission held a briefing to discuss what they observed during their site visits at the February 16th, 2022 HPC meeting. Based upon the recommendations of KCE structural engineers, the applicants are proposing the following approach to address the structural instability of the historic building. Temporarily bracing both sides of the east wall, which is the front, construction of a new foundation under the east wall as well as under the supports of the front porch, both of which currently have no foundation, removal and storage for reuse of the, of the historic attic hatch at the rear of the building as well as the exterior siding from the north, south, and west walls, once all bracing is in place, selective demolition of the historic building, leaving the braced east wall and front porch in place, and reconstruction of the historic building based upon existing drawings and documentation. And the salvaged attic hatch and exterior lap siding will be re reused in the reconstruction. So staff's findings, uh, staff is fully supportive of the applicant's proposal, finding that, is a, that it is a successful way to stabilize and preserve the building. The historic building is not compliant with current zoning and setback requirements, and if it were to be entirely deconstructed, the reconstructed building would have to be compliant. The proposed approach, keeping the east wall and front porch in place, will allow the historic building to remain in its original location. Additionally, the structural engineer has indicated that the usual approach to stabilization, which would include bracing the entire building in place for selective interior demolition and reconstruction and stabilization, would likely be unsuccessful with the risk of the building collapsing. Staff finds that the proposal is consistent with standards number two, five, and six as outlined on page three of the staff report. And with that, if you have any questions for me, um, I can take them. My questions for you tonight are, does the HPC support the proposed approach to stabilize the historic building? And are there any outstanding concerns regarding the preservation and or retention of original materials? Thank you. 
Any questions for staff? Commissioner Barnes. Um, this is a little off the, the wall, but there is something I want to say it was called the loving hand community building in in Montgomery County in rural up county a bit which as I recall was sort of totally unstable has been um, essentially recreated does that ring any bells with you? Because to me, this is sounding a little bit like that. I probably have the name wrong. Okay. Uh, I believe that is the Loving Charity Hall in Martinsburg. I personally don't have any recollection of the stabilization process or okay. project. I don't know if any of my colleagues worked on that project. They're shaking their heads no, so. We would have to pull that information. Okay. All right. No, for, for me, it was a question because of, of a kind of precedent for, for what's proposed here. That's all. Thank you. Any other questions for staff? Okay. Uh, I'd like for the um, property owner or representative uh, you'd be welcome to do a presentation or answer questions. And again, I'm sorry, I apologize as I have all evening. I do not have the names of uh, folks who are testifying. So if you could introduce yourselves, uh, please, and you will have seven minutes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. This is Kevin Rhodes. I'm part of the ownership group of the site in question and the building in question. Um, I also have Alan Kilsheimer, who's our structural engineer, who's been kind enough to join us tonight. Um, we acquired the site at the end of 2020. Um, my partner is a lifelong Montgomery County resident and grew up going to the small general store that was previously on the site. Um, we looked at it for many years and thought it would be a great opportunity to help um, brighten a corner of um, Old Georgetown and Green Tree that wasn't used very much and had a lot of people just using the site as a cut through to avoid the light um, at Old Georgetown and Green Tree. We acquired the site during the pandemic and um, we worked closely with Miss um, Ballow and her team to um, figure out a way to, we don't have a lot of experience doing this, this isn't our um, typical project um, to figure out a way to revitalize the store and properly and um, be able to use it for as a bagel shop and coffee shop. Um, we think that will be a, a nice addition to the community and fits in the historic um, use of the facility. Um, after we received, I think, the original work permit, we went in and did demolition and found that there was no um, foundation under the building. And at that time, we called in um, Alan Kilsheimer and his team to do some test pits and review the project. And that's where we are today. Um, we're hoping to continue on and, and finish the project and open the coffee shop and bagel shop and hopefully get rid of the food truck that we've had on site for um, over a year now that um, is not the best to try to work out of. So that's, that's kind of the, our story right now. And thank you all for your time.
Thank you. Um, Commissioner, okay, I've got two hands up, I believe. Commissioner Barnes, did you have a question? I'm sorry, I lowered my hand. I, I had realized I hadn't done it before. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Pelletier, did you have a question? I do. Um, I haven't had a chance to study this as much as I wanted to. Uh, and I was looking at the drawing of the, uh, my, my question is, is the drawing that shows the plywood over the existing entry and window, is that temporary while you're renovating? Yes, we put that in place to stabilize the structure. Okay, so so will that be the main entrance of the building when all renovations are done? It'll go back to that being the entry with the window on the front? Yes. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> that clears that up. Thank you. Yes. Um, is of the other three sides, you're only keeping the east side, the front one. Uh, were none of the other three sides any any material uh, usable for the rafters, roofs, anything? This is Alan Kilshan. We're talking. Uh, in fact. Uh, none of the structural framing of the inside of any of the walls, the inside of any of the walls are um, in any way, in any way, shape or form. They're either rotted out, uh, they're undersized, they're not braced, there's no foundations underneath them, uh, termites have gotten into them. It, uh, you know, I've done hundreds of these uh, historics all over the country, and it's probably one of the worst ones I've seen from a historic standpoint. So the idea here was to uh, essentially keep the front wall, the east wall, as it were, in place, and the porch. Um, we we're going to put plywood sheathing all the way around, all the way around that, and a bunch of bracing. And then you you take all the siding, all the left siding on the outside that you can get off. They're all nailed in, but a number of the nails have popped. So we're going to be pulling that off as best as possible, and the hatch in the back, as I think was described and then rebuild, put new footings in. It's not new footings, because there aren't any now. Put in new foundations, put a new stud wall that meets the code, um, provide the necessary little wind bracing. Right now, in the wrong kind of windstorm, this thing is gonna tilt over. And then reuse the architectural signing on the exterior of the house to the extent possible. Okay. Good, thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions? Thank you. Um, I, um, like like you, uh, my son, uh, we grew up, we lived uh, about a mile from there and he frequented this when it was called, I believe it was called Brown's Store, I think. Had great sandwiches. <laughs> If I'd have known that it was about to collapse, I might have said, hey, don't go there, buddy. But um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, I just want to start off uh, deliberations. We just uh, did a project right before yours where uh, a, a owner didn't do what he should have done. In this, in this case, um, I really appreciate that as soon as you ran into difficulties with this, you let us know. Um, you invited um, the architects from our commission to look at this, uh, work together on it. 
this is like the total opposite of what the project was before. And I think what you're proposing uh, just makes a lot of sense. Uh, first of all, you're saving this really, I think, wonderful building in the county. And uh, I think this is the only way to do it, really. So I, I would uh, really come, I'm really commending you for what you've been doing with this project. Thank you. We appreciate it. Would anyone like to uh, continue deliberation? I, this is Commissioner Barnes, and I wholeheartedly uh, endorse the comments of the chair. And I, I appreciate the fact that there, not just the previous uh, case we dealt with, but there are instances mm -hmm. in which people say, oh, it's too complicated, it's too far gone, we can't save it. And I contrast your approach, which is to try and do everything you can to preserve a little bit of the history. And I'm very grateful for that. And I hope that in the not too distant future, I'll be able to have a bagel and some coffee there. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate, I went to North Bethesda junior high, which is, this was the hangout. I was never cool enough to skip school and hang out at Brown's. <laughs> That's where everybody else went. But I also grew up in Bethesda and this is a real fixture in the community. And it, I just appreciate so much that everybody's trying to save it. Cause um, as previous commissioners have said, that is not always the case. And it's really easy to say, eh, it's falling down. Let's you know, let's take it down and put up a, an ugly condo building on this corner. Um, so I, I just, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly support this and I think it's a great effort and I just want to say thanks. Thank you. Anyone else? I think you get the sense that we totally approve of what you're doing here and can't wait to see the finished product. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Okay. The last project is 12820 Wisteria Drive in Gaithersburg. Is there a staff report? Thank you. Yes, there is. And this is the master plan site known as the Madeline V. Waters House. It was a 1899 to 1902 colonial, colonial revival villa, which burned. Uh, the proposal is construction of a new grocery store with, with associated hardscape and landscaping, historic markers, grading, and other alterations. The applicable guidelines are Montgomery County Code Chapter 24A8, the Mark Rail Communities Sector Plan, which was approved in April 2019, and the Secretary of the Interior's Standards for Rehabilitation. Some background on this project, the subject property was designated to the Master Plan for Historic Preservation in May 1985. The property was designate, designated for its architecturally significant features and its association with prominent early settlers of Germantown, particularly the Horace Waters family. The historic house was destroyed by arson in 1986, so one year later. Uh, Germantown Road, or Maryland Route 118, has since bisected the designated environmental setting. So you will hear some references to the north part of the property and the south part. The applicants proposed the following work items at the subject property. Remove an existing modern office building and a portion of the existing credit union parking lot and build a new 32,000 square foot grocery store 
with associated surf surface parking and public open space. A portion of the proposal will be within the designated environmental setting of the master plan site. The proposed new surface parking area will be accessed via a reconfigured driveway off Walter Johnson Road to the south of the property. The proposed new grocery store will face north away from the public right-of-way of Walter Johnson Road with the proposed new surface parking area to the north. The proposed new open space will include seating, extensive landscaping, a mural, mural depicting images associated with the history of Germantown, and new historic site signage. The proposed mural will be on the south elevation, which is the rear of the proposed new grocery store, facing the public right-of-way of Walter John Johnson Road. Staff's findings, staff is supportive of the, of the applicant's proposal, finding that it is generally consistent with the recommendations of the sector plan. The recommendations state that commemorative signage must be erected along the street frontage of every parcel in the existing environmental setting, and these requirements will remain in place even if there is parcel assemblage, resubdivision, or redevelopment of the site. As noted, the applicants propose a mural depicting images associated with the history of Germantown, as well as new historic site signage. While the submitted renderings indicate the location of the proposed mural on the south side or rear of the proposed new grocery store uh, along the street frontage of Walter Johnson Road, it is not clear where the proposed new historic site signage will be located. Staff asks that the applicants provide additional information regarding the location and design of the proposed new historic site signage, and the applicants will present that information tonight. Staff also understands that the applicants have been working with the local community and interested parties, including the Germantown Historical Society, regarding the content of the proposed mural and new historic site signage. Staff recommends that the applicants continue to do so as these aspects of the proposal are developed. Regarding the allay of trees, the sector plan recommends that the portion of the, south, south of the site south of Germantown Road must maintain the historic row of trees, including replanting as necessary and existing commemorative signage within a publicly accessible grassy open space. It is staff's understanding that the allay of trees has been removed. In the staff report, staff posited that the allay of trees as seen in the 1979 image, aerial image below might have been replanted in front of the adjacent credit union building in accordance with the sector plan. And this is from the staff report, this is what I was suggesting was the possible lay of trees as replanted to be in accordance with the sector plan. However, staff has since received supplemental information from the applicant as well as public testimony from interested parties indicating that the lay of trees was originally in a different location and that they have not been replanted as required by the sector plan. The applicants and interested parties are prepared to present their information about the original location of the trees at tonight's meeting. Because the historic house was destroyed by arson in 1986, Germantown Road has bisected the property and commercial development has previously occurred within the proposed project area, staff finds that the proposal will not remove historic materials or alter features and spaces that characterize the property in accordance with standard number two. So my questions for the HPC, are there any outstanding issues with the proposal in terms of compatibility with the site, including scale and massing, location on the site, et cetera? Are there any outstanding issues with the proposal in terms of the sector plan, of conformance with the sector plan? And does the HPC have any recommendations regarding the location and or design of the proposed new historic site signage? And staff recommends that the applicant make any revisions based upon your comments and return with a hop. And I'll take any questions if you have any. Thank you. 
Commissioner Barnes. Michael Kine, could you on one of your slides show us the linear park that is mentioned uh, repeatedly and where I believe there has been or was to have been some signage installed? Yes, I don't have a slide, but I do have it available and just uh, confirm for me in a moment that you can see my screen. Yes. So my understanding is it is that it is this area within the right-of-way right. here on Wisteria Drive. So you can see right. the, the benches that are mentioned and the uh, stone monument. So it is just this, uh, this right-of-way area. Okay. And, and this... I was just going to say, and, and Germantown Road is by the development that is proposed this evening. Not at all. This is on the north side of Germantown Road, uh, far removed from the proposed development. Right. But this is the linear park that is consistently mentioned. I just think it's significant to see this. Yes, that's Thank my understanding. You. Correct. Yeah. Any other questions for staff? If not, um, I would ask the um, property owner and any representatives um, to do a presentation. Um, I, I apologize, I'm sorry, I've been apologizing all evening. I don't have uh, names of uh, all of you. So if you could introduce yourselves for the record and you will have seven minutes to do your presentation. Good evening, I'm Francoise Carrier. I am the land use attorney for the applicant in this case, Lidl US LLC, and I'm accompanied by a representative of Lidl and our project civil engineer. I'd like to ask them to introduce themselves. David Simez. Hi, good evening, everyone. I'm David Simez with Lidl. And um, Pat LeVay. Good evening, Pat LeVay with MHG. Gosh, you guys are disembodied voices. I don't see either of you but uh, maybe later. So um, yeah, sometimes the camera just doesn't like go through if there's too many people, I guess. Um, so um, I guess I wanna give you a little additional background. Um, Lee is a contract purchaser in this case. They are consolidating a number of parcels, including part of the property owned by the credit union, which is at the corner of Wisteria and Route 118. Um, Lee, um, is planning to replace what is essentially unused and underutilized land with a grocery store that will have a vibrant presence on Walter Johnson Road, um, including a large mural that I'll talk about a little more in a minute. Um, Lidl initially proposed putting the main entrance to the store and a wall of 12 foot windows that are standard for Lidl stores on Walter Johnson Road. Um, the planning staff asked Lidl to change the design, um, really completely redesign it, in order to be able to put a road through the middle of the site so that pedestrians and vehicles will have a direct connection from Bowman Mill Drive to Wisteria Drive. Um, and doing that um, resulted in a, a totally different shape and size for the store, and it resulted in the main entrance being in the middle of the site, as um, staff explained, and there's what essentially would normally be a blank 
wall uh, facing Walter Johnson Road. So in order to make sure that the master plan's goals for activating Walter Johnson Road were also satisfied, Lidl made a number of enhancements to that side of the store. Um, we have the this large mural we're, we're planning, which will have elements of Germantown history on it. And we are working with the Montgomery County Arts and Humanities Commission to um, find an artist and work on the design for that. Um, <clears throat> in front of the mural will be an urban plaza with seating and very extensive landscaping. The wall, uh, the whole wall of the building that's not covered by the mural has a variety of arch architectural treatments to increase interest for pedestrians. And there are also um, a couple of windows where we could manage them given that the inside of the store on that side has um, lots of equipment that does not allow windows. So just to explain why the store is oriented the way it is, that was really a, a big master plan priority to create that road network. Um, this is an unusual situation, as you heard from staff, because the historical structure no longer exists. And the last remaining physical feature that was on the historic site was an allay of trees. Um, and um, they, were in, they were required to be kept as a condition of approval of a preliminary plan in 1996. And in fact, they were taken down by the owner a little at a time between 2004 and 2020. Um, I, there's uh, where you're going to hear and have already heard from the Boyd's Historical Society, their view that some of those trees are on the the property or were on the property that Lidl is going to acquire. I'm going to ask Patrick LeVay, our engineer, to explain how he determined that, in fact, the trees were just off of the property that Lidl is planning to acquire and are going to remain, their location remains the property of the credit union. Pat? Sure. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Okay. I will um, go ahead and share my screen here. So we have not, uh, since this issue arose- Pat, we, we can't not... see your screen. Yes, it's just loading here. Can you okay. see it now? There we go. Okay, so uh, we have not gone back to the site to see since this issue arose recently uh, about the question of whether where the trees were to see if there are any stumps that still remain. Um, <coughs> you know, certainly we can go back and do that with, with, with field surveying, but in, in the meantime, um, this is an exhibit of the uh, 1995 Forest Conservation Plan, uh, and what I've put up down here is outlined in red the property boundary of what Lidl is going to be uh, purchasing and developing. And you can see it kind of goes off the page here because there is a sliver uh, of property that's outside the historic setting that also um, uh, is it was not part of this subdivision. Um, but what I did here is is took this is the existing. Um, three-story office building that's the coffee center building that's going to be coming down and there's a property line shown here underneath if I move this you can see there's a kind of a black line property line there that ultimately became the lot line uh, for that lot and since this is an old plan I double checked the dimensions here by scaling this to see if this line this this line on the left side here lines up with some of the record plats that show the the meets and bounds of that property as it exists today and so what Lidl is purchasing is actually an extrapolation of this, of lot number one's um, eastern property line here, sort of in this in this direction here. So what I did is I kind of took that and compared that line to the forest conservation plan and just extrapolated that out because, again, that matched up with this dimension here. And as you can see here on this forest conservation plan, that original allay of trees was right here. And these trees are, are awful close to the property line that we're proposing 
um, where they originally existed. Um, and I've kind of circled them in green here. And then, you know, if you look at, and, and so they are very close to that property line. And if you look at something, say like Google Earth, which is this image, and I believe this was in the package of materials, you, know, you can see when those trees, the few that were remaining were there, it looks like, you know, the, the property line's going right down dead center of the tree. But, you know, in reality, these Google Earth images have a little bit of angle to them. So uh, there's no doubt they were they were very close to the property line, but we think they might have been just, just off the property line. And, and this uh, yellow area is an approximation of where we think that sort of that allay existed. Thank you very much, Pat. Um, we did submit this image in a supplemental um, filing that we made uh, yesterday, which I hope you all the commissioners received. Oh, Pat, can you share your screen again? Or, or mm -hmm. never mind. I can I can share mine because I've got it up. I wanted to show something else from our our um, the submission that we made with regard to the location of the sign. And I did have it open, ready to show you. There we go. So this is um, a sort of a close-up image of the, the site plan. And just to show you the location proposed for the updated historic signage, it's down here. Just on, it's, it's not in front of the store, where, which is not the main part of the historic site, but it's, it's over here, which is sort of towards the middle of where the historic site, um, the historic site you know, still exists. Um, so that's the location we proposed for the signage, and I know that staff suggested we identify that more closely. So I wanted to make sure we covered that. Um, we really look forward to some input from the Historic Preservation Commission about that signage, um, what to, you know, what it might depict or um, focus on. Um, but we do uh, believe that the, the credit union is really responsible for the allay of trees, given that they were on their property. And of course, they made the decision to take them down. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Barnes. Uh, Ms. Carrier, I just want to understand the back of the store will face Walter Johnson, I think you said, and will have a mural mm -hmm. which depicts something about the history of Germantown. So if that's the back of the store, where will the trucks, where will the loading dock be? Let me uh, go back to share. often at the back. Yeah, let me share this, share my screen again. I'll show you the same image. Um, let me see if I can just back out a little bit so you can see the whole thing. So here is the full, um, site plan, it doesn't go all the way out to the corner of Wisteria, but this, so this down here is the grocery store. Here is Walter Johnson Road. Up at this end, outside where this text is, is where Route 118 would be. So the store is in the southern half, essentially, and the parking is in the northern half. Traffic will, can come through this entry drive, which is, go, this is the side that has this, the big wall of windows, this is the, the main entrance to the store. So Pat, correct me if I'm wrong, but trucks can come up here and make this turn and the loading dock is over here. The loading dock is actually not on the, it's on the other side of the store. You know, the store has sort of two longer sides and two slightly shorter sides. So the loading dock is in here from the parking lot. Yeah, so the loading dock will face, if you're familiar with that area, there's a some kind of Verizon building next door 
uh, the loading dock will basically face that and then caddy corner from the loading dock is the sort of back of the 7-Eleven site. Okay. Yeah, the 7-Eleven is up here. The Verizon store is down here. Thank you. We also had, I also had in here uh, um, this image that um, gives you another, you know, another sort of understanding of how the store will sit on the site because this is Walter, this is Walter Johnson Road and this is the new driveway and then back here is the parking lot. Any other questions? Uh, Commissioner Pelletier? <clears throat> Just a quick one. The story night, Van uh, Gogh's story night, is that where the mural goes? Yes, it's just a placeholder. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yes, is the mural, the... Do, we, do we know anything about the mural or you're still kind Not of working yet. with? Not yet. You know, we're, we're working with the Arts and Humanities Commission and um, we need to get a contract signed and the contract is in draft form and uh, just hasn't made it all the way finished. So we haven't moved forward very much, but they they have a list of local muralists and they feel like they're the plan is that they'll identify a few of them, and then Lidl will uh, give some of them a stipend to create a design. And, okay. um, you know, we're not, we're, we would, uh, so we, we really don't know yet what the artists are going to come up with. And then we'll look at those probably three to four designs. And Lidl will, uh, there's going to be a committee that will have people, members of the community on it, including hopefully someone from the Germantown Historical Society. Um, and they'll all give Lidl input on which design seems to be the best. Okay, that was one question. My other question, can you go back to that rendering that you were just showing? Sure. Um, will the historic signage show up? Is it, it's gonna be to the right of that driveway, correct? Yes. In that. Yes. Yeah, so so I, just wanted, I just wanted to see the image again. So is it planned to be kind of where that bicyclist is sort of on that grass? Like what is, do you, do Pat, we have you, some sort of yeah, you take yes, that one? Yes. Yeah, so the originally we were so we're the bicycle just to the right of the bicyclist. We were originally planning on putting it right there. So we are re, we are required for master plan conformance to put in the 12 foot wide shared use path along this frontage of Walter Johnson. And the original idea was to have it right off the edge of that path, like it is today. There's a sign there today, right off the edge of the sidewalk. Um, but the county has told us uh, DPS has said they don't really want that sign in the public right of way. So our thought is to just shift it back, but by shifting it back, it would probably end up between the bicyclist and the light pole you see there. So you'd walk up as you're mm -hmm. walking into the site on that on that paver, brick paver sidewalk, you'd see the sign to your right, most likely, is what we're thinking. Okay. Okay. And that looks like a good location. Thanks. Any other questions? If not, thank you very much. Very helpful. Um, thank you. Would anyone, like, would anyone like to kick off uh, our comments? Chair Sutton, this I, is I this is Rebecca Ballow um, with the staff. We have two public speakers on the line. Oh, we do. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no worries. It's, we have Susan Soderberg with the Germantown Historical Society, and then we have Miriam Schombaum with the Boyd's Historical Society. Thank you. Uh, again, I'm, I apologize for this. And um, you each will have five minutes. 
And if you could identify yourselves uh, before you speak, please. Hi, did you want me to go first? That would be great. Good evening, commissioners and staff and guests. My name is Susan Soderberg, and I am representing the Germantown Historical Society. I'd first uh, like to express our pleasure that the Lido market is coming to our community. It would be a great asset to the community. And I appreciate the fact that about a year ago, we met virtually with the members of the Lido staff and Ms. Carrier. At that time, we expressed our approval of the placement of the building, the mural on the wall and the historic marker as long as they work with us on the content of the mural and the marker. Um, and <clears throat> on that, we are agreed. We would like to make sure that um, we work with them on the parameters of the suggestions uh, to the Arts Commission, Arts and Humanities Commission on what exactly we would like to see uh, in our neighborhood, in our community. Now there are, however, a few details to work out and this hearing seems to be a good place to do that. So first, the park on the Walter Johnson Road side needs to be larger and have space for benches and tables in compliance with the Mark Rail Community Sector Plan of 2019. I don't know if uh, staff might like to bring up the, um, um, the design or someone uh, bring up the design of the, there you go. You see that the design for the Lidl market, not that one, the one that's, that, that's just a mock-up. The one that shows that one. Yes. So you could see where Walter Johnson Drive is and where the, um, where the proposal um, park is on the front. Do you have one that just shows the little market? But that uh, that park is really very narrow, and um, I <clears throat> and the the seating that they had proposed and in, in the picture that they showed us was just on the wall. You, people would have to sit on the wall um, in front of the there was a, a low wall in front of uh, the, the wall of the building where the mural is. So that's what, what we were, uh, we believe that the Mark Rail Community Sector Plan is more, uh, would like to have seating and park space there. That was their suggestion of the plan, sector plan. And then um, secondly, about the historic row of white pine trees that need to be replaced. Uh, you could see from uh, their uh, engineers pictures that he showed that the trees sit right on the border. They may not be the, um, <laughs> the trunks of the trees may not be on the property, uh, the legal market property, but the roots of the trees and the crown of the trees are. And so we want to make sure that that um, that where they would be placed right on the border when they are replaced, 
right next to their driveway that goes on to Walter Johnson Drive, that those trees, that when they're replaced, that the driveway and the sidewalk and the and the um, trees or bushes or whatever it is that they're going to plant next to the driveway don't construct, uh, disrupt those uh, white pine trees. And I just wanted to let you know um, why that's so important to us. These stately native white pine trees line the lane leading to the Madeline Waters House from Germantown Road that is now Walter Johnson Road. <clears throat> I personally have viewed these trees since I moved to Germantown in 1972 until they were cut down from the time that they actually led to the big house on the hill. The house that was burned by arson by a drug addict on April 1st, 1986, after the owner had illegally auctioned off all of the outbuildings of the historic house. This was a house that was most important to Germantown architecturally, the nicest house, that big house on the tree, and also connected with the Waters family, who is the founding family of Germantown. And we hope that Lidl US will be good neighbors and help us to replace these trees and to work with us on the mural and the sign. There's already a sign on the property. <clears throat> and that sign we want uh, that's on the property of the Mid-Atlantic Credit Union, we hope will, will remain there and then the Lidl Market sign will be an addition probably. Um, and we, we hope that they will work with us on that as well. The Germantown Historical Society has been uh, in Germantown since 1990 and uh, helping the community. We own the Germantown Bank Building, which we are currently changing, making into a museum of banking history, which is right across the railroad tracks from where this market will be. So um, I will end there and uh, let Miriam talk, uh, unless you want to ask me questions before she she gives well, her. We, we will uh, ask both of you questions. Um, okay. Thank you. Introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Miriam Schoenbaum. Um, I'm representing the Boyd's Historical Society. Um, we um, Boyd's was part of the 2019 Mark Rail Sector Plan, as was Germantown, and that is sort of the nexus for our testimony today. The Boyd's Historical Society believes that the application should, but does not, conform to the historic preservation and sector plan requirements, including the alley of white pine trees, the open grassy public area, the commemorative signage, and a building that fronts on the old Germantown Road and has the parking lot to the side or behind. I will note personally that I work as a community member on the Mark Rail Sector Plan from start to finish, and I am frankly astonished to hear Ms. Carrier say just now that planning staff asked for the store to have its back to the street because that is explicitly contrary to the sector plan recommendation. 
Um, now, as I understand it, the Historic Preservation Commission is supposed to make sure that the historic elements within the environmental setting are protected by all parties. The legal will be uh, completely within the environmental setting, which was the whole um, Waters House property. So even if the applicant doesn't own any of the land the trees and driveway were on, then the applicant's plan must still allow for the required tree replanting and preservation, as well as the signage and the open grassy public area. Uh, I think it would be helpful if the HPC required the applicant to produce a survey plan performed by a surveyor with the current tax map parcel lines shown, plus the relative positions of the current and proposed property lines and the historic location of the trees and the driveway. I also think it would be helpful if the HPC required the applicant to consult an arborist about any site plan to make sure it leaves enough space for healthy trees. White pine trees can grow to be 80 feet tall with a 40 foot spread and they're susceptible to dropping branches if there's wind or ice or snow. Uh, it seems to me that the applicant has multiple options to allow for these trees, including number one, moving the property line so the LA would not be split between two owners. It's hard enough to get one owner to take responsibility. Uh, for example, in 2006, when the HPC granted permission for tree removal, conditional on replacement, and the tree removal happened, but the replacement didn't, um, I submitted that that um, permission as part of my written testimony from the Boyd's Historical Society. Another option for the applicant would be getting an easement so that the responsibility for the LA is not split between the two owners. And a third option would be to amend the site plan to move the driveway away from the trees. This would also give the applicant a chance to amend the site plan to conform to the sector plan recommendation with the storefront on the old Germantown Road and the parking lot to the side or behind. Um, in addition, it would be helpful if the HPC recommended requiring the applicant to accept the previous conditions of approval at the site that are related to historic preservation, including the 1995 Historic Area Work Permit, which I submitted in my written testimony, and the Forest Conservation Plan. And finally, as I said, the sector plan specifically recommends locating the building to define the street edge and create an active street fund and orient the primary building facade and entrance to face the public street, which is, in this case, the historic old Germantown Road, um, not Walter Johnson Road. Uh, so the, the Boyd's Historical Society really believes very strongly here um, that the applicant should conform to the requirements because otherwise, you know, the public will lose faith in the sector plan and historic preservation process that we you know when we worked on the sector plan we believe that the words meant what they said in the sector plan and it would be very disappointing i believe to find out that these things can be waived when someone finds it convenient are there any questions um for mrs schoenbaum or uh, Mrs. Um, Solenberg, did I have that correct? So uh, Commissioner Barnes. 
So I have a question which I will direct to uh, Ms. Schoenbaum, but also to Ms. Soderberg. What we heard from the contract purchaser's representative is that notwithstanding the sector plan that was referred to and that comes through the planning department, the planning department asked the contract purchaser to alter the um, alignment of the store so that it is not facing the street. Um, if that is the case, then it seems to me that that is um, the HPC is a part of the planning department, but that is a decision taken at a higher level. Um, do you have any reason to believe that's not the case? Oh, as I said before, that the Germantown Historical Society agreed with the placement of the building. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and as for the Boyd's Historical Society, you know, I was not privy to any of these conversations with Ms. Carrier and the planning staff. Um, you know, I only know what uh, what we worked on as part of the sector plan, um, you know, and some conversations, some preliminary conversations that I had with planning staff. So, I, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. All I know is what the sector plan says. Well, my suggestion to you, Ms. Schoenbaum, is if the sector plan says that and the planning department has directed the contract purchaser to reorient the store in contradiction of the sector plan, that's an issue for the planning department, not for the HBC. Yes, no, I agree, uh, you know, and I would certainly take it up, but this is the first I've heard of it. And, and so that's why I mentioned it tonight. Any other questions? Would it be appropriate for me to offer something explanatory on that topic? If, uh -huh. if it's not appropriate, I'll contact Ms. Schoenbaum offline. No, that's fine. That's fine. Just, yes. That'd be... I, I just wanted to say that we, um, I share your astonishment. Um, the planning staff um, f feels that this is not in contradiction to the sector plan. Um, they are different prior, there are different goals in the sector plan. And um, right now, it is really a very strong priority by the planning board and the county as a whole to improve circulation for safety reasons. Um, it's just, a, they just have placed a very strong priority on making road connections where possible. And uh, I'm sure you know, the master plan called for this road, uh, having a road going north-south and a road going east-west in order to create that connectivity. And um, it just, because of the nature of this use, it, there was no way to do both in exactly the way one might have expected. So we are trying to meet all of the sector plan goals um, as best we can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With that, would anyone like to start off with deliberations? If not, I will start off. <laughs> Um, I've, I've worked in historic preservation, I don't want to say how long, but a long time. And this is really the first time I've been on any kind of board or commission or office or agency where when a historic building is gone, that, I mean gone, 
that we that we get involved with what happens after that. And uh, so it's kind of an interesting interesting thing. I I feel that what you're doing is appropriate for this site. Um, it's obviously not a rebuilding historic building. Um, my sense is that you're you are taking into consideration uh, the issues raised by the county, the historical issues. You're you're interested in doing a, a mural and a, and a sign, and working, trying to make sure that the trees are are replanted one way or another. And I think you're on the right track. This is Commissioner Sutton, by the way. I'm sorry. Would anyone like to add to that? I would. Commissioner Pelletier. Commissioner Pelletier. Um, I, I'm an architect and I worked on a Safeway store in Alexandria. We did a lot of research into European grocery stores and the Lidl stores were by far the coolest stores. <laughs> so I commend you on your design um, of grocery stores and I think uh, I agree with um, with uh, Chair Sutton. I, I, yeah, I don't understand. There's nothing historic left here. I'm not really. I appreciate the mural. I appreciate the the, the historic signage, but it's a little baffling as to what we're what we're supposed to rule on. But I would like to say that murals can go one way or the other. Like I have seen some awesome murals and I've seen some really terrible murals and I just would hope that there would be some <laughs> some real some real quality thought gone into a mural of such a size on such a main road. Um, and other than that, I have no concerns with this plan. Thank you. If there are no other comments, I think you're on your way. Uh, appreciate the work, I'm sorry. Uh, Ms. Soderberg, did you have a did you have a comment? Uh, yes, I just wanted to to remark um, of the fact that people are saying that there is no historic site there any longer. Um, the Madeline Waters House was was burned down by arson, but across the street across Walter Johnson Drive from where the Lidl Market will be are remnants of the historic town. We have uh, the Pumphrey Matini House, which is an 1882 house. And that's just a little, uh, not exactly across the street, but just a few hundred feet. Uh, I, I believe what we're saying, Ms. But Stoner. I just wanted to make sure that you know that this is in the historic area. There are well, historic buildings well, across the street. And well, the, and the road is named for that. Walter Johnson, and he's a famous person from Germantown. Big train, Walter Johnson, the baseball. Well, we are, we are talking about the historic building that was on this site. That was what was listed, and that's, right. that's our concern. Uh, that's, Commissioner Barnes. Mr. Barnes, did you have a comment? Oh, you're you're muted. I can see your lips moving, but I can't read lips, unfortunately. I, I'm sincerely hopeful that my hand is also lowered, but maybe I forgot to do that. And okay, which that's fine. I, I, Thank you. Um, I believe, uh, unless anybody else has any has any comments, um, I believe um, 
we're on our way with this project. And thank you so much, uh, both to the representatives from, from, I always called it Lidl. I guess I was incorrect. Lidl, is that correct? It, it is Lidl. Yeah. Thank Lidl. you. And for Ms. like a needle. Got it. <laughs> Ms. Soderberg and Ms. Schoenburn, I really appreciate your, your coming here as well. So thank you. Uh, moving on to the next issue, uh, do we have, has anyone reviewed the minutes from March uh, 2nd? This is Commissioner Burdett. I read the minutes of uh, March 2nd, and I make a motion that we approve the minutes. Do we have a second? This is Commissioner Barnes. I second the motion. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you. Uh, any commission items? We have one, I believe, one staff item. Uh, that is correct, Mr. Chair. Um, there was a staff item distributed through the board book for a change to a previous hop at 7315 Brookville Road in Chevy Chase. It's an individually listed master plan site. Simpson family house and the proposal is to relocate the rear loading stairs of the attached new screened in porch to load from the side uh, staff finds that this won't change the massing architectural details and will not be visible from the public right-of-way and recommends that the HBC approve the modification do I have a motion to approve This is Commissioner Burdett. I make a motion that we approve the changes. Ah, let me get to this. Um, for 7315 Brookville Road for the exterior stair, stair landing and minor door revision. Thank you. Second. This is Commissioner Haynes, I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you. And if there's nothing else, I call this meeting adjourned. Thank you all. Good night. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Yep. We'll see you in April. That was a short time, okay? <laughs> <laughs>